developing future. Brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo, a leading source of knowledge in fast emerging Asia and the Pacific for 20 years. Peer to peer lending is an emerging form of finance enabled by the internet. Matching investors with borrowers to get around rigid bank requirements faced by small and medium sized enterprises, SMEs, and startups. Borrowers apply to a peer to peer P2P, platform of investors. The platform assesses the borrower's credit risk and gives a credit score based on the platform's own credit rating model. Investors then split up their money and lend it to the borrowers, usually depending on the maturity of the loan and the risk entailed. David Story, an analyst at the Asian Development Bank Institute, told a roundtable forum at the Tokyo based think tank that P2P lending was like loan based crowdfunding as opposed to equity based crowdfunding or broad based crowdfunding, such as Kickstarter, referring to popular internet sites used by individuals to raise donations from friends and strangers to help pay for, say, a medical emergency, a death in the family, or to start a small business in a community. P2P lending works on a similar, though higher, level, says Story, who looked at SMEs and what is happening in the United States, the United Kingdom, the People's Republic of China, and Japan to work out what emerging economies might learn from them. He says that there is a funding gap for SME financing because banks mostly only want to lend to low risk enterprises, and when they do lend to SMEs, it's at higher interest rates because of insufficient credit information. Adding an average 1.5% on top of the usual, according to the data from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. While it doesn't make sense for banks to lend to high risk SMEs, peer to peer investors are looking for higher risk, and so it's more efficient to match them with these high risk, small and medium sized businesses. Another factor is regulatory arbitrage. Peer to peer lenders have lighter regulation than banks do, their costs are lower, and their operational structure is leaner. Which allows them to offer lower interest rates. The People's Republic of China has the biggest market for peer to peer lending, with $100 billion of new lending in 2015. The US has about $35 billion. Story says that as peer to peer lending grows, different problems will emerge under different governments. Development and growth depends a lot on the sectors attracting peer to peer lending, so it's important that money is not wasted on get rich quick schemes. Maintaining financial stability is important to both borrowers and lenders. And though risk and higher interest rates are what attracts the investor, better regulation is needed to protect borrowers and lenders, he says. Firstly, it should provide a safe and effective investment channel for a broad segment of society. It should allow borrowers、um, to access affordable and reliable capital on fair terms.、Um, the lending should differentiate between borrowers based on risk of default. Because otherwise, you have、um, moral hazard problems.、Um, they should also provide information to investors so that investors can understand the risks they're taking on.、Um, unviable platforms should be allowed to exit the market without causing losses to investors、um, or causing problems for borrowers.、Uh, the lending should be robust to cyclical downturns so that.、Um, You don't have platform failures or other problems.、Um, there should be competitive markets so that it's not dominated by,、um, by one or two platforms,、uh, which is often a concern for these platform 
these businesses, which tends to favour economies of scale. And lastly, it should be socially useful and serve the real economy and the needs of businesses. In the US, the investing side is regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC. The platform is required to issue a security to the investor, and the investor becomes a creditor of the platform. On the borrowing side, a loan is issued on behalf of the platform. The borrower is then the debtor to the P2P platform, and this is regulated separately by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and the Federal Trade Commission. The manner of regulation has had a few consequences to the uh, to the market in the US. Um, firstly, the the um, the application for licenses is quite strict, so um, it creates sort of barriers to entry for new entrants because they need to obtain a license from the SEC, which is quite hard, and also from each state government, from each state that they want to operate in. Um, for the um, lending side, the SEC enforces strict disclosure requirements to the investors. All these regulations mean the market is quite concentrated, with little scope for offering more loans to small businesses, but the risk to investors of the platform failing is low. In China, there's been the largest growth, um, and this is partly because SMEs find it difficult to get loans from state-owned banks that dominate in China. And this has meant that there's more demand from businesses for P2P loans. Um, there's been a big problem with guaranteed returns um, to investors, which meant investors have no incentive to select lower-risk loans. Instead, they just go for the highest, highest interest rates. Um, and in some cases, there have been Ponzi-like schemes where there's been uh, investors have been allowed to withdraw money early, whereas the, the loans are more long-term. And this has been funded purely by new investors coming coming into the platform. So in 2016, the Blue Book of Internet Finance Development described one third of Chinese P2P platforms as problematic, which covers a variety of cases such as platform shutting down, uh, founders despairing, usually with some money, and people having problems with drawing the cash. Of the problematic platforms, 55% were found to be scams, which led to new regulations to curb malpractice. In 2015, the People's Bank of China released some guidelines, which stated their intention to regulate the sector and handed responsibility to the China Banking Regulatory Commission. Later that year, the commission handed responsibility to the local authorities and then published its full regulation, prohibiting guaranteed returns to investors, control the use of fund pools, which can be drawn on when an investor pulls out of a loan agreement, setting borrowing caps for companies and individuals, and requiring lenders' funds to be held in the custodian bank account so they cannot be accessed by the owners of the platform. Story highlighted the engagement in the UK's Financial Conduct Authority, the FCA, which regulates investing and borrowing. In the UK, the FCA acts as a single body to regulate investing and borrowing. Um, and their approach is more on engagement with P2P platforms. So they have an open-door policy where any, any people wishing to start a P2P business or existing businesses can come talk to the FCA and ask for their advice on what would be legal and appropriate um, business models to use. Um, there are regular calls for feedback on regulation and they publish feedback reports giving their responses to these um, 
to the suggestions given by market participants. Um, and also they award provisional licenses. So most of the big platforms in the UK have been operating without a full license and they were just um, on provisional licenses while the FCA assessed um, their case. In Japan, P2P lending has been mostly to businesses, um, in particular hometown funds, which um, ask people to supply credit to their local businesses. Um, there's also one single regulator in Japan, which is the F FSA. Um, similar to in the US, the P2P platforms need separate licenses for money lending and financial instruments, but in Japan it's much easier to get these licenses, which has meant it's been um, a slightly more competitive market. And um, the, the fact that there's two licenses for each side of the platform mean that investors have to balance providing disclosure to investors and also maintaining the anonymity required by the money lending law for the borrowers. Story recommended measures for countries that want to establish their own regulatory framework for the P2P industry. Establish a dialogue with market participants to see what their needs are and what problems they have. Don't simply adapt existing laws for financial institutions, but develop new regulations tailored to the P2P industry. And create simple application processes because these businesses are usually startups and don't have a lot of resources to handle complex processes. Next, to act against fraud and malpractice because... If investors lose confidence in these platforms, um, the market will quickly decline. Um, then also to investors, there has to be high disclosure um, and preferably public uh, access to information, anonymized information on borrowers. Um, and then to actively monitor the processes that platforms use for due diligence and assessment of borrowers and to make sure that, in practice, these platforms are complying to regulation. That was David Storey, an analyst at the Asian Development Bank Institute, talking about peer-to-peer -peer financing at a roundtable forum at the Tokyo-based think tank. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. See the show notes for the transcript and related material. For more information about us, please visit adbi.org.